stir your soul up a bit. This is the Perfectly Imperfect Podcast with Regina and Christine, where we share our stories as women openly and honestly. We believe it's through our journeys, our happy and sad times that connect us as sisters, because we're all perfectly imperfect. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Perfectly Imperfect. I'm Regina. And I'm Christine. Oh, man. Getting back into the swing of things, of recording. Christine and I, before we started recording, we were showing each other our, like, setups. I'm literally sitting on the floor using an Ikea stool with my laptop propped up. You were so proud of it, too. I was. You were like, oh, my God, look what I caught. I know, because... And I was like... That's an Ikea stool. <laughs> Last time when we recorded, I recorded with like a side table. If I sat on my bed, I was like too high up. But if I sat on the floor, I was too low. So I was like crouching kind of like a gargoyle. <laughs> and like my back hurt so bad afterwards. So I was like, I'm going to get a stool for myself. And then I got a stool and Christine was really unimpressed with me. Uh, I was just like, why don't you just do what I do and record on the bed? Yeah, I know. And I was like, are you because like I see I can see her like the headrest of your of your bed. And I was like, are you just in bed? She's like, yeah, you should just get what I have. Yeah. And what do you have, Christine? I have one of those TV trays. It's amazing. <laughs> it's it's so awesome, except I spilt more things with it. <laughs> than I had before I had this TV tray and Jack's just like oh my god oh my god please why I was just like oh my gosh you of all people of course you would have a TV tray I actually always wanted a TV tray but I feel like that would be a problem like I'd put like you know my tea or something on there and I just get up and like spill it all over myself why must you mock me I just told you that happened to me last Milk tea all over the PJs. Literally, it smelled like milk tea in my bed. Oh my god, Jack was so appalled. Jack came home and he was like, "What's that?" Yeah, like he's the type of person that's just like, "Why would you ever eat or drink on your bed?" And I'm like, "I don't know. Why don't you?" It's very comfortable. It's so comfortable. I'm like propped up, sitting with two pillows, recording, and I am on the floor. The floor. <laughs> I literally asked her. I was like. Why don't you come up with a long-term solution <laughs> than just recording on the floor? Then she said she might record in the closet next time. So Yeah. Because our friend Minji, she records in the closet. She said it's for, you know, better sound quality. It is. Yeah. But I don't know. It's been, what, three years since we started yeah. this podcast? And think we that we <laughs> <laughs> We'd have a better solution than this by now. <laughs> no. I think we're getting worse. <laughs> oh, I think so too. I was thinking about it. I was like, oh, but like, I feel like if I record in my closet and like sit in there, because we record for like two to three hours at a time. Like, I feel like I'd get really claustrophobic or like maybe even like sad. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Stop. You have a huge closet. My closet. Okay. I know, but like, I just have so much stuff in there and I like haven't cleaned it in ages. So it's just like all these like piles of things around me and then like what if it's just like the darkness is enclosing on me with that said what are we talking about (laughs) what are we talking about this week regina loneliness (laughs) (laughs) this has not been brought up because regina was sitting in her closet (laughs) staring into the abyss of her stuff (laughs) wondering what i'm gonna do with my life 
But I think that this topic of loneliness has come up quite often. Um, I think just in the conversations that we've had with each other and even in like topics that you guys bring up to us, just because I feel like this feeling of loneliness is actually quite common and it's very normal to have these kind of feelings. But I think that sometimes it has such like a negative connotation and like a stigma against it that you're like, oh, well, you know, in order for me to feel lonely, like there must be something wrong. Yeah. And I think that that is something that I had always grown up thinking like, oh, wow, like to be lonely means to be like isolated and like you probably don't have that much human interaction or like you're kind of just like living in your own world. Like I was listening to a podcast about it and how they were talking about how like they categorize like lonely people as like crazy almost or like strange. Kind of like, you know how in Beauty and the Beast, her dad, he's like an inventor. Oh, I say the Beast. Oh, well, that, him too. But I think that the- if you're lonely, then just picture Beast. Well, he is also a prime example of loneliness, but like her dad as well, that he really liked to be in solitude. And so everybody's like, oh my God, look at Maurice. Like he's insane. Like he just like is in his house all day doing his own thing. And I feel like that's what people <laughs> Maurice is like I'm having the best time inventing stuff yeah <laughs> screw you guys but I think as a society they look at that and they're like oh that's weird that's strange that you don't want to come out and like interact with other people is that you in your closet that's me in my closet <laughs> No, I totally relate to this. I mean, I think looking back in my life and even certain moments now, I can pinpoint it and be like, oh, yeah, that was because I was feeling lonely. Mm-hmm. But I think especially when I was younger, I didn't know what it was. Yeah, I just felt kind of like this achy feeling, mm-hmm. like something was off. Mm-hmm. And I think thinking about it, most of those times were when I was actually with a bunch of people in a crowd at a club or at a party even with people that I knew, mm-hmm. I felt really lonely. Yeah. And it's just kind of that feeling that you're like, why? <laughs> yeah. Like, why am I feeling this way? And like, what am I longing for? Because like, I think yeah. that the other like kind of feeling that comes with loneliness is like the wanting of something else. And like, mm, you know, like, and like wanting not to be there. Yeah. <laughs> wanting not to be there, wanting someone to be there. Like there's so many like wants. And if you don't yeah. pinpoint it, I completely agree. Like I was reading online that a lot of people describe it. Yeah. As that just kind of very like deep, deep ache um, yeah, that you yeah. feel like something is missing almost. And I think that unless you pinpoint exactly what that is, you're just kind of left feeling like floating or like wandering yeah. almost. I think a lot of people also loneliness is a big factor as to why people get into relationships, Mm -hmm. right? Because they're like, you confuse, or at least I'll speak for myself, you confuse the want of being with someone with that actual person. So you're Mm kind of like, you're actually lonely, but you feel like, oh, I I like this person, but you're actually just really lonely. Yeah, and you just want companionship. And you're like, oh, this is convenient. This guy is like here and I want to spend time with someone. So why not? Yeah, it's like, oh, I get to go to the movies with someone, Mm -hmm. you know, I get to go on dates with someone versus, you know, I think a lot of people don't like doing things by themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't like going to eat at restaurants by themselves, going to watch movies by themselves, shopping by themselves. I can understand why people find it just more fun or, I don't know, just a better time with somebody else, whether or not it's in a relationship Mm -hmm. or with like a friend. Mm -hmm. So we really don't give a lot of time to do things by ourselves, with ourselves. Mm -hmm. And then you start to figure out that 
I think as I got older, it's like I never developed a relationship with myself. Mm -hmm. That's why I always feared being by myself. Mm -hmm. I was so concerned about what other people might perceive that if they saw me outside by myself eating alone that I never took the time to really figure out how to enjoy time with myself. Like how can you have a relationship or friendship with a friend if you don't spend time with them? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that's kind of how I learned to better address that aching feeling Mm -hmm. by doing the exact opposite of what I thought I wanted to do, which is I didn't want to do things by myself. Well, once I stopped fighting it and once I started to do things by myself, I did not feel lonely in that way, which is kind of counterintuitive. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) But what about you? I think for me, like growing up as an only child, like I spent a lot of time by myself. Oh my God, what a loser. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I was isolated. I hung out, you know, like I remember like creating like imaginary social situations for myself because like I had no one to play with. Oh my God, tell us one. (laughs) Tell us. Oh, there used to be like a roller skating rink by my house that I used to go with my friends to. And it Uh was like you would roller skate in circles and, you know, like practice challenges and stuff like that. And then like when I would come home, I would have no one to roller skate with so I would literally roller skate in circles by myself in the backyard and create like imaginary friends that I would be like hanging out with because (laughs) that's I would have loved to be looking at you while you're doing that imagine (laughs) you talking to nobody I like I actually don't know if I like talked out loud or if I just talked to my head but I definitely like talked to myself a lot Mm. I noticed that that's like a very big like only child thing but I think that like growing up I mean hmm? my brother he talked to himself that's because you bullied him into talking to himself. Oh, there's nothing wrong with talking to yourself. That's good internal dialogue. There's nothing yeah. wrong with talking to yourself. No, totally not. But I think that growing up, like I did spend a lot of time by myself. And I think that also being in a household full of adults and like I was the youngest one, I always kind of felt like there is this discrepancy. But like my parents like always showed me so much love. So it was never that. And like, you know, they always tried to fill my time with like social situations. So in a way, I almost felt like I never deserved to feel lonely because like I could feel my parents putting in all of this effort to make sure that like, oh, she's an only child, but you know, like, let's make sure that whenever we go on a trip, she has friends. My mom just wanted me to have like companionship. And so that was something that she always emphasized. So I think that like growing up, I don't know if I necessarily like felt lonely, but I definitely kind of was like, oh, I spent a lot of time by myself. And then I think as I started getting older, I think that I started having like more kind of these bouts of loneliness. The biggest one I remember was like in high school and I was like cleaning out my room and I was just like in solitude. Mm. My entire house was full of people, by the way, like my, both my grandmas were home. My parents were home. It was like a weekend and I was just in my room and I just remember feeling like so lonely And ironically, I think I was watching Sex in the City because you recommended it. And I was like, oh my God, this is like so overwhelming that these women are going through all these like problems with men. And I was just like, I don't know. It just overcame me. And it felt like this like darkness. And I didn't know what was going on. Like, I think that I was just kind of sitting alone. And I remember thinking like, oh my gosh, just feeling very overwhelmed. And I can't even really pinpoint exactly what I was feeling overwhelmed with as a high schooler now thinking about it like 10 years later. But it's overwhelming when you're at that age. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think that there was just like a lot going on at school. And I think that it was probably around like college season 
person as well. So I was probably Mm. thinking a lot about that. And I think that there was just like this kind of overwhelming, yeah, feeling of loneliness where I was like, oh my gosh, I think that this was around that time where I was like, oh my God, all my friends are going to like different schools and like, what am I going to do? I think that this was also the time when I was like, oh, I'm going to a Christian school and this is like so different from everyone else. And so I think that that kind of wave like really like overcame me. And then I was just like in a mood for the rest of the day. Well, what is it that from what you just described, what was the story you were telling yourself? Um, I think it was a lot of probably a lot of like you're not good enough and, you know, everybody else is doing so well. And like, you know, you're kind of being left behind, which I think is like Mm. a feeling that is kind of like a theme I think that I like always reflect upon where I just always feel like I'm trying to play this game of catch up and like whatever I'm doing is kind of like not enough. It's never really like a feeling of like unwanted or unloved, but I think it's kind of that like, oh, but at the end of the day, like I'm still by myself, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. like I know that if I realistically think about it, like I know there's a lot of people who deeply care about me. And that's, I think, kind of one of the ways that I start to get out of the loneliness. But I think that when I'm in it, I'm kind of like, wow, it's just me here, like doing my own thing. Yeah, I wonder if that like for you really does come from that being an only child. And then that you've said that your parents constantly remind you that if they're gone, that it's just you by yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Like that's a legit fear. And I can see, and then because you're so close with your circle of friends, like every time you talk about like, Mm -hmm. when you go to the vice section, you're always like, yeah. You know, as long as you have your friends that tell you that are there for you and all that. Yeah. That's because you have such a core group of friends that I could see why you would feel Mm -hmm. if they were gone or they move on with their life that it would just Mm -hmm. be you, you know, and kind of this like, Mm -hmm. which makes sense, like the the loneliness from that. Because who do you have to rely on other than yourself, right? Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. that's honestly true of anyone. Like whether or not you have multiple siblings or, you know, you get married and stuff like that, anything can happen. So I think that's part of like developing that relationship with yourself and finding the things that spark true joy Mm -hmm. with just you, you Mm -hmm. know, versus having or hoping to have somebody else fill that for you, whether that's a friend, family member or loved one or significant other. Like ultimately, all of those things can go. And I think looking at it from like loneliness is not a bad thing. I feel no. like it's a mm-hmm. it's a it's just a sign of your body or your spirit also reminding you of how I see it, kind of that yearning to reconnect with yourself. It's kind of mm-hmm. just like a reminder, like, hey, you're feeling this for a reason, mm-hmm. you know? And like you said, there's a million reasons why maybe you shouldn't or you don't have to feel lonely, but yet you do, right? And I think that was the thing that I went through a lot where like I don't know why I'm feeling this way. Mm-hmm. You just feel it, right? Even mm-hmm. when I was in relationships before, I was like, I just feel really lonely. Yeah. Because what I was doing, I was trying to cover up my loneliness with other people or other things, you know? So I was like, oh, if I go to a party, then I shouldn't feel lonely versus being at home and, and you know, feeling FOMO. Mm-hmm. Or like if I get with a guy that I'm not particularly in love with, but, you know, we get to go and watch movies or, you know, hang out and do things together, but yet I still feel lonely because I'm not really that into him. I'm not really (laughs) connecting with him. Yeah. And that part is also time spent away with me not connecting with myself. Mm -hmm. I'm doing things that are not aligned with me. So I can see how that achy yearningness of my body and my spirit telling me that. And I'm just like, 
but what do you mean? Mm -hmm, (laughs) Why mm -hmm. should I feel lonely if I'm at a club? Yeah. And I think that too, like the thing about loneliness is that there's a lot of different kind of lonelinesses, right? Like I think that you were telling me, what were the three? There's situational loneliness. It's kind of like if you moved away, we started a new school. It's just in the situation that you feel lonely. There's developmental loneliness, which is what you're describing of Mm -hmm. feels like everybody else is doing things and you're being left behind. Like people are getting jobs, people are getting promotions, they're starting a family and you're not. Mm -hmm. And the last one is internal loneliness. Mm -hmm. And that's just what I described about like, you know, you're with a bunch of people or there's no reason why you feel like you should be lonely, but you still feel lonely. Yeah. And, and like, that's the thing about loneliness. Like, I feel like what I've learned about myself is like kind of trying to pinpoint when I feel most lonely and why, like, what is it that I'm aching for? Right. Like kind of with you, with the internal loneliness, you're like, oh, it's because there's things about me that I am not pleased with. And I'm trying to fill that time. And for me, it's like, oh, developmental. And I get a lot of like situational loneliness as well. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like when I go to a party and I I don't make like the deep connections that I feel like I crave, Mm. I'll feel loneliness from that. Or like when I was younger, I feel like one of the other feelings of loneliness that I remember having at a younger age was like going to Disneyland and being like overstimulated by crowds like all day Uh and then going back and laying down in bed and just feeling like I remember closing my eyes and being able to envision like me on my mattress, like in the middle of the desert with like nothing around me. Wow. And it was just like a very like specific feeling. And you just rollerblading. Yeah. <laughs> Those were my two two top loneliness, <laughs> loneliest moments. Um, but I remember that like so vividly. Like I can still describe it because I remember how empty it felt. Uh, and yeah. that was just like, you know, me being overstimulated. Like Disneyland, any theme park, anytime you're in a big crowd, you're being overstimulated by conversation and people and just like crowds. So like, I think that it's like important to distinguish like what kind of loneliness you're feeling in order for you to kind of, you know, face it head on. Um, That's such good advice. Because yeah, sometimes it is that when you're surrounded by a bunch of people, or like you're overstimulated, and then you go back to yourself in your room by yourself, then it can feel extra lonely. Mm -hmm. It really is identifying what is actually going on in your head at that moment? What are you telling yourself? Because mm-hmm. I think when you just identify with the feeling, just like if you're feeling angry, if you're feeling upset and stuff, it's so easy to be wrapped up in that emotion and not really process what is going on in your head. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like feel that emotion, feel sadness, you know, feel lonely. Mm-hmm. But then afterwards, try to address the issue. Yeah, just try to figure yeah. out like what's going on in your head because there's a story behind that that's making you feel that. You yeah. Know? And then you can really identify how true is that? Like if you're telling yourself like, you know, I don't have friends, <laughs> <laughs> you know, or people don't want to hang out with me. I'm not invited to things. Is it? Is it because you're telling yourself that, you know, I'm not cool enough. I'm not interesting enough. People don't want to hang out with me because I'm so boring. How true is that? Mm-hmm. Is, it, is it that or is it that you don't connect with your friends. Yeah. And I think the thing about loneliness too, is that it can be so consuming that like you start to get all these like negative thoughts about yourself. And there's actually a lot of health risks that come with loneliness, such as clinical depression, suicidal thoughts, antisocial behavior, increased stress levels, poor decision-making, altered brain function, decreased memory and learning, et cetera, et cetera. And like the list goes Mm -hmm. on. And I think that like kind of in those 
those bouts of loneliness. Like even as Christina and I were preparing for this, you know, I was talking about the times when I felt lonely. She's like, hmm, did you ever think about like that could have been like depression, like instead of loneliness? And I think that mm. those two can tie into one another. And that's why sometimes when you're in those like bouts of loneliness, like all those thoughts come creeping in, right? Like, yeah. oh, I'm not likable. I'm unlovable. Like nobody wants to hang out with me. Nobody wants to do things with me. And I think that in the beginning when social media started becoming very prominent, I remember feeling that a lot when I would see group photos of like other yeah. people hanging out or like social situations. And like, I think that that's when I realized like social media really does like affect my mood in the fact that like I would see other people hang out and then immediately I would feel loneliness. Isn't there some statistic now that like people are more lonely than ever, even mm -hmm. though we're the most connected Yeah, on social media? Yeah. Like I was reading up on um, loneliness and they were saying actually the younger generation feels a lot more lonely than the older generations because the way that the older man described it, I believe he was probably like middle age to like older age. Like I would say like maybe like 60s to 70s. Yeah. The interviewer was asking him like, what does loneliness mean to you? And like, do you feel lonely? And he said, I think I used to feel a lot lonelier and she said so how has that changed and he just said that there's a lot less like societal pressure like I think that when you're younger there's this need for us to be social and attend events and you know some events are more meaningful than others and it's like oh what is your social reputation and so there's all these expectations of who you should be and mm -hmm. then when you fall short of that then people like stop caring about you mm -hmm. and I think that that's like a pressure that we start to put on ourselves like you know the who we are what we are etc what he said was that as he started getting older he started to be able to like distinguish like what is him and what is it and mm -hmm. then he was able to like invest in himself kind of like what you were saying where it's like oh yeah like take yourself on a date like invest in yourself and do the things that you want to do versus like what you think other people think you should be doing oh yeah i think there's with age hopefully comes more wisdom and with mm -hmm. wisdom comes from digging in deeper and you're able to decipher what is truth and what isn't just like just because someone has a bunch of friends on the outside and has taken a bunch of photos with a bunch of people and seemingly is so popular doesn't mean that they're all really that close Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that that person doesn't feel super lonely it doesn't feel misunderstood feel out of place that's how social media is nowadays you see all these people going out to all these amazing things living this amazing life but how much of that really is what we think is happiness and fulfilling versus mm -hmm. we all know there's a bunch of people that take photos just for the photo right i'm like mm -hmm. even to a point where i think regina and i were talking about like reading that people buy brands just so they can post that they were sponsored by the brand, but they weren't. They mm -hmm. wanted other people to think that they were. And they wanted to feel connected yeah. to that brand. And it's like almost kind of like a social status, yeah, right? right? Like what brands you're wearing, what brands you're working with, Yeah, et Yeah. So yeah. I'm sure all of that happened before in different ways as in, in the past. Like obviously there's always some sort of like perception that you wanted people to have of you but now with social media you see that all the time everywhere with everyone mm -hmm. so understanding as you get older that all of that doesn't mean what we think it means you know just because you know having money having like status all of that doesn't ultimately mean that you're happier than anyone else mm -hmm. so I think that's something through experience because that's what we chase throughout our lives because that's what we're told that's what we're fed and then as you get older and you realize actually even when you get it or even you try to get it or even when you do everything you can and, you know, all these things and it doesn't pan out that way, the story doesn't 
and the happily ever after doesn't come after you did all things right, then that's where the wisdom comes in. You're like, oh, it's not what they said. Like, the heck. (laughs) You know? And then, like, it's just because that's not how it works. Mm -hmm. But it's one of those things that even when people tell you, most people have to go through it themselves to understand. Yeah. And, like, loneliness is different for everyone. It's hard to, like, pinpoint, like, what loneliness means to you versus me versus, like, our friends and stuff like that. And I think that it's, like, kind of making note of that and just being able to, like, kind of see it in each other or being able to recognize it in yourself and then kind of taking the steps necessary to get out of it. Like, I think for me, like, I don't think that people would peg me to be, like, lonely because I am more extroverted. I do, like, talking to people. So like when I do have these feelings of loneliness, people are usually like, whoa, like, how is that possible? You're such a social person. You're always talking to blah, blah, blah. And you're always doing things. But it doesn't mean that that combats like the loneliness that I may feel. During this chaotic time, it's completely normal to feel overwhelmed, depressed, lonely, and honestly, just all the feels. Christina and I have always talked about the importance of getting therapy and really being able to work on yourself. That's why we're so happy to be partnering with BetterHelp to offer you 10% off your first month. BetterHelp is the perfect solution to get the help you need from the comfort of your own home. I've noticed over the past year that my ADHD has really fed into my anxiety. Now, with shelter in place in full effect, I feel like my waves of anxiety and motivation have been rising and crashing much more frequently, so I'm really looking forward to my first session to better manage my mental health. The process is simple. You take a quick survey to assess your needs, and then you're matched with a licensed professional within 24 hours. Their platform allows you to schedule weekly video or phone sessions, message your counselor at any time, and receive timely and thoughtful responses. We want you to start living a happier life today. So be sure to visit betterhelp.com slash pip to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash pip, P-I-P. Take care of yourselves and stay healthy, Pip fam, from the inside out. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the part where normalizing loneliness for yourself is one of the big steps. Mm -hmm. Like, it's okay. It doesn't mean that you're depressed. Mm -hmm. It could mean certain things. Depression also comes with how long you feel this way. Mm -hmm. You know, if you feel lonely, you feel really sad about something for longer than two weeks, that's something to take note of. And I think always keeping in mind that seeking help is never a bad thing. Mm -hmm. Seeking help in forms of like either talking to friends, talking to a therapist, Mm -hmm. you know, a life coach, anything for additional support is never a bad thing. Yeah, just realizing that if you're feeling this way, it's okay because everyone has like bouts of it here and there. Right. Yeah. And I feel like for the longest time when I started to feel lonely or sad or anything, I would just like push it down because I was like, oh, I shouldn't feel this way. Like I don't want other people to know that I feel this way. And so I would just kind of stuff it in. But that's not healthy. You know, like I started developing this like really unhealthy relationship with what it meant to be happy and sad because I was like, no, no, no. 
know, I need to be happy and on the up and up all the time. And so that's like the pressure that I put on myself. And in most cases, it actually made me feel more lonely because I was like, oh my God, am I the only one who feels this way? And I think it's a really good note on what you said about, you know, depression. I think that the diagnosis used to be like feeling depressed for like six plus months, but I think it's now two weeks. It's just something to take note of. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because like, you know, for me, I know that sometimes when I start feeling very lonely and sad, sometimes those days do correlate with the day that I'm going to get my period, like Mm -hmm, the days leading mm -hmm. up to it. And even like the first two days, I'm kind of like just very emotional because there's so many hormones running through me. Right. And Mm -hmm. like, I take note of that. And then I start to notice that as a pattern. And so when I do start feeling, you know, loneliness, I'm like, okay, what day is it? Like, is it, Mm -hmm. is it that time of month or is it like the situation that I'm in? Or is it like something that's going on? Because then like, I'm able to like start to deduct, okay, how can we kind of attack? this issue? Like, how can we approach this issue? If it's like a period thing, like, okay, this will probably pass. And I'm probably just feeling this way right now. But it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, I went to a party and I feel like I feel lonely. It's like, okay, maybe I didn't connect with the people that I like really enjoy connecting with. Or maybe I didn't get to spend time with like a best friend that I just feel like I'm feeling very disconnected with. And like that can also bring bouts of loneliness. So I think it's very important to like pinpoint where those feelings are coming from. Oh yeah. It's just getting more clarity for yourself on what's going on internally. Mm -hmm. I think growing up, especially I think during middle school and high school, I used to watch movies like, okay, these then really Is this gonna date you? <laughs> Sixteen candles. Um, yeah, it was like Grease or like, Breakfast Club. Um, yeah, and I think it's just movies that I looked at how close these people were mm-hmm. from the outside. Just let's say like high school musical. You know, you see like all this collection of friends that seem so close and down for each other. Yeah. And afterwards I would feel really sad mm. without explanation, you know? And then like I realized because I didn't feel at that time at like, you know, high school, middle school, it was from a younger perspective. I'm like, oh, because I don't have friends like that, you yeah. know, and all of that. But really looking back now, it's because I yearned for that really deep connectedness that you would ride or die for a friend Mm -hmm. like that like you know without a doubt that you can trust them and all these things and I didn't feel like I had that and to be real digging in even deeper as I got older it was because I didn't feel that way about myself Mm -hmm. I didn't really trust myself Mm -hmm. to be there for me and like I said before one of the things is taking time to get to know you as a person even though you spend all this time with yourself as in like you lived life with you right not being able to figure out or identify like what makes you you why do you like yourself if you don't know these things then why should other people know and i think that just is the foundation of understanding who you are and gaining confidence we get a lot of those questions of how do you become confident and like like yourself and empowered well this is the start of it it's not like once you start spending time with yourself you're gonna be like oh my god i'm like the most amazing person ever mm-hmm. oh my god and you're welcome that, that feeling you know? just lasts forever no not no. at all you constantly have to be quote-unquote dating yourself mm-hmm. There'll be things that you've grown to not like about yourself, that you cringe whenever you think about it. Then having to sit in those moments and really asking yourself, why? Why does that make me so cringeworthy? Why? Mm -hmm. What's wrong with that? You know, what about that makes me feel 
this certain way but that really comes from spending time with yourself and doing things that interest you so like sometimes we may not know i think a lot of times you're like i don't know Mm -hmm. like what makes me me well then i think that's only a sign for you to try things go out and like figure out like okay you're like i like reading Mm -hmm. you know actually i like hiking then try to do more of those things, Mm -hmm. you know, or join something that already has that because you actually find the people that you want to connect with the most are probably already in those circles. You don't have to force your friends to do it or feel like, (laughs) oh, why am I such an outsider? It's like those people already exist. Yeah. And those people want to find other people who want to do those things with them too. Yeah. And we've said this before. I think it's really great when you have different circle of friends Mm -hmm. that have different interests. Yes. And it doesn't mean that you're closer with one person than the other because if they like this and they don't like that. No, it's like sometimes when you really just want to travel and you know you travel with these people that really like doing the same things you do, then you do that with them, mm-hmm. you know, versus your other friends that like to go clubbing and are really great like wingmen or wing women. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing about us as human beings. Like we're very complex creatures. So it's like it's a very unrealistic expectation for you to like find a best friend and have that person be like you're to have everything. your everything and to do everything together and you guys like all of the same things like yeah. that's basically impossible like it's just it's quite impossible I totally agree with what you're saying but it's like I know that with you Christine like you have your friends who are like really into like crafts and stuff like that and like that's yeah. like something that you guys can talk about and share about and like really like bond over but then like you have this other side of you that like likes reality tv and like that's what you and I talk yeah. about you know like I feel like <laughs> It's good to have like all these different friend groups. And I feel like this dynamic of being able to like invest in your hobbies and interests is amazing because I think that sometimes when you're with someone who's like oh I don't really get that or I don't really like that that really like dims your own light and like that can also bring on loneliness because you're like oh is it weird that I like this thing like why don't other people like this is it not cool you know yeah that's how you feel lonely in a crowd of people when like you're the only one that I love this and no one else does (laughs) yeah another thing too is volunteering I think Mm. volunteering and or doing something for others, like finding a way to give to others Mm -hmm. really fills that achiness. Mm. Mm -hmm. Because I think a lot of loneliness too comes with feeling a sense of unworthiness Mm-hmm. or like I don't know just not being good enough but useless then you do, like yeah. feeling useless yeah yeah we actually do something like purposefully and intentionally for someone that may not be able to return that there's just something that it just feels that warm spot there you mm-hmm. know and you feel good and it gives you a sense of purpose you feel like I'm able to do this for someone even by not having to prove myself or anything like you already as a person as a human being doing that standing there putting this there or talking to someone or just a presence there I think there's like is a convalescent home so that you can mm-hmm. just sit there some older people don't have any family you know yeah. they just, they're lonely <laughs> yeah know? they're lonely I actually saw this thing where they had like a kindergarten go visit like a convalescent home and the Aww. little kids like they're so like no judgment and like if you show them love and it's, they're basically like puppies right <laughs> high yeah. functioning puppies um but it was like these little kids like running around the room and the elderly people like really f- having a lot of joy in seeing oh, yeah. like the youth playing around and stuff. just like and- our family every christmas <laughs> as my cousin's continue to have more kids like that energy that they have is like (laughs) it's insane yeah like you know volunteering filling your day up with like people who have like higher energy than you that energy like is contagious right because like when you see it and you feel it in yourself like 
I feel like that was kind of me. Like yesterday I was kind of having a me day and I was like getting a lot of stuff done and it's kind of like in my head. And then at the end of the night, I got boba with a friend and all of a sudden I felt like my energy like completely shifted. Like all Mm. of a sudden I was like more open and like happy and like social. And like, I didn't have that same amount of pressure on myself because I think once I talked to someone and like told them about all the things I was worried about and concerned about, and literally even just having them say like, it's going to be okay. Like that was like a weight lifted off my shoulders and I immediately like felt lighter. Yeah, absolutely. I think part of that too is really being able to be in a space with someone mm-hmm. and knowing that they're there for you as you're also there for them. Like that space mm-hmm. opens up. So I think feeling lonely, also practicing how to really listen to somebody and how to save that space for somebody else without thinking about yourself right. helps with that. Because mm-hmm. I think listening obviously is a skill. Really listening without having to think of reply or what is it that you're trying to say and really just focusing on that person and asking questions out of curiosity and focusing Mm -hmm. on them Mm -hmm. really helps with that because you get to hear somebody else's perspective and things. And sometimes they are the very thing that they're going through, the very thing that they're saying unlocks that point of loneliness for you Mm -hmm. because you're able to really connect on that level that somebody else is offering without you having to push for it. Because yeah. I feel like sometimes with loneliness, we feel like, oh, we, we have to do it by ourselves, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, and then we don't know how to explain it. But then when somebody else just gets it and says it, especially without you having to like, but do you feel this way too? Is it like that? You know, like- you <laughs> And seeking some... validation in that way as well. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you feel heard, you know what I mean? Without having mm-hmm. to push for that because you are the one that saved that space to hear that other person. Mm-hmm. So yeah, really practicing how to listen is I think a really good skill to have mm-hmm, in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think that like even if you have friends who are very encouraging and supportive and, you know, being your biggest cheerleaders, if you don't hear that and feel that yourself, you're just going to be like, ah, what? you know, you only focus on the things that like they're not doing. So I think that a lot of the times, you know, you'll be like, oh, well, they didn't like my Instagram photo or they didn't do this. But if you're moving houses and they're like, oh, let me come over and like help you build furniture. Like that is also like a type of way to show care and concern. And it's like a love language thing once again, right? Like they may not be showing you care and concern in the way that you expect it, but you have to pay attention to those keys that like there are people who care about you and who will show love to you. But it's up to you to learn to appreciate and like hear what they're saying and see what they're doing yeah yeah and really I think we always say this but it comes back to you Mm -hmm. if you can't recognize it in yourself then you can't recognize it when other people are trying to give it to you Mm -hmm. but yeah I feel already through just talking about it I think that's what it is right you're able Mm -hmm. to have these conversations and hopefully you know whoever's out there that feels lonely I know there's a lot of you guys out there actually the community that we have here on PIP Mm -hmm. like there's so many of you guys that want to connect and want to do something greater, want to leave a bigger impact. Like we already have this community here. So I like encourage you guys to reach out to each other or to just leave comments under our posts and talk to each other. It doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be just me and Regina talking to you guys or you guys directly DMing us. You guys can talk to each other and reach out. And there right there is already a group of people that want a deeper connection. Mm -hmm. There's so many people around you that they get it. And you're not alone in this. But even if you feel lonely in whatever reason or capacity that you feel lonely, that's completely okay. It's totally normal. It's totally fine. There's nothing wrong with you. And 
I think that it's just a matter of recognizing those behaviors and then also, you know, being vulnerable enough to reach out and ask for help. I think sometimes when I'm having a bad day and just really like ah, lonely and not wanting to talk to anyone, it's very like counterproductive to be like, I'm really lonely, but I don't want to talk to anyone. Mm. And I think that it's in those times when I'm like, hey, like, let me just FaceTime a friend and see, you know, what they're up to. Or like, Mm. even I think that even when I was in New York and I wasn't living with my parents, um, I'd like call my mom and like, that would make me feel better just to like, have that social interaction because I think that, you know, as extroverted or introverted as we are, like, I think at the end of the day, we do want companionship and we do crave that social aspect in our lives. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. Good episode. Yeah. We talked about this. I know. I feel like this year in particular, for me, like forging my own path, not really being able to see clearly exactly how it's going to pan out and like working from home. I feel like loneliness has been something that has like really hit me more than it ever has in my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's through a lot of these. It's through even like conversations that you and I have, or like me and my other friends have, and just taking note that like there is a community of people who feel the same way and it's okay. And if you fill your life with the right people, they'll be there for you and you'll have that support system. So, you know, take advantage of that. Yeah. And if you connected with this episode and you feel like somebody else in your life, a friend or somebody else can hear this and benefit from it, feel free to share it. And like we said, we're always here to connect with you guys. So feel free to reach out to us on Instagram, perfectly.imperfect.podcast, or you can email us at the perfectly imperfect podcast at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much for joining us this week. Bye. Bye. Get the stars so, get the stars so, get the stars so.